What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. And you know, we would really hate to bring y'all what's actually going on on the court in the sports world because ain't nothing going on. But more basketball players catching Rona. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing we want to <laughs> talk about today. That was Unlucky Episode 7. Episode 8, we're going to bring y'all something that's a little bit better, a little bit different, and eh, really not much better. But we're going to keep it pushing anyway. We got Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got Chris Allen in the building. Here I am. Here. And I'm Kenton Gibb. Oh, my bad. My bad. No, my you bad. Good. I, good. Just I need me to step in your toes there. Exactly. I need, I'm just so excited to get in this first thing. I'm Kenton Gibbs, and we just we got sports news for y'all that does not include the Rona. It, this is amazing. This is amazing. So, Rona might come up, though. I ain't going to lie. It's everywhere. Oh, Rona yeah. might come up. It's everywhere. Hey, look, just like in the public, Rona might come up. It might come up today. Just, just, just saying. <laughs> just saying. Hey, listen, we've seen a, a recent spike after opening back up and too much excitement. We're going to see a spike of mentions in this show probably at some <laughs> point from thinking that we weren't going to mention anymore. But the news that we're going to bring y'all may be happy for some, may be sad for some. If it's sad for you, you might be a little racist. Uh, FedEx, <laughs> the company that sponsors and uh, is putting up a lot of money for the Redskins field, also known as FedEx Field, is asking the Redskins to change the name. They said, we have communicated to the team in Washington our request that they change the team name. Now, this has been going on for a while. The people have been demanding that the Redskins change their name. And the Redskins and Dan Snyder have been like, nah, nah. Because it's mostly been fans, uh, a couple of groups of indigenous folks. But this one feel different because this one, this is the folks who signed the checks. This is the folks who, you know, without them, there is no state. What's FedEx feel without FedEx? Right. Just the feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, fellas, what are we thinking? Is this too much of the PC culture thing? Is this about time? Is this a, it don't matter? What's what's going on? Um, I mean, I, I don't think it's just PC, man. Like, people look at PC as a negative thing or people just being sensitive. But, like... That's not a bad thing, bro. PC mean that people are being sensitive to other people's problems. Like, it's, it's not my place as somebody that's black or somebody that's running a team, as a white dude running a team, to tell Native American people what they can and can't be offended by. Right. So if right. they have a problem with the name Redskins, if you're a decent human being for morality purposes, your only solution would be to let's change the name. Mm-hmm. If somebody came up with a team called the Detroit Negroes and we was like, hey, we offended by that. You can't be like, hey, well, that's part of our culture. Like if someone is offended by it, it's your responsibility to take action if you if, if you have a decent moral compass. The only thing I have about the Redskins is I, ha- I have two things with that. One, I'm just curious because they have to change the name. It's going to happen eventually. I don't know if it's around right. the corner. I don't know if it's going to be a matter of years. I just want to know, like, what's the name going to be? Because you can't replace it with an even more trash name. Uh, but but can you not though? I mean, let's be honest. Let me. There's some pretty bad names in professional sports. I mean, but at the same time, bro, we getting on the Washington Redskins, but we still got the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago Blackhawks. Very true. Very true. I I could see. All I'm saying is, I could see Washington Warriors. You know, somebody pitched the idea of Washington Redtails, and I said that may also. Be <laughs> 
and not the best light uh, for many reasons. But I'm gonna just I'm gonna go ahead and butt on out. I'm gonna I'm just just fishing for thoughts here, Chris. What you think? First, let me say this: I hate America and I hate it here. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Listen, so, so, don't do so, that. Now people are gonna say we communists, and we all listen to. Uh, I mean, oh, I love America as a whole, but at the same time, it's the country. It's the country I live in, but they've changed names for less. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. less. They, they changed the Washington Bullets in the seventies for nothing. Oh, for sure. And if it's one thing for Americans nothing. like to do, it, it shoot. So <laughs> I don't even know why this is like, like, like. Why is this a thing still? Like, like. This this could have just been a, or you know what? what? What do you guys suggest we do to red? What, what should we do with our Redskins name? Should we just like, what, what, give us name suggestions, and you could have put it to a vote with everybody in the organization or something like that. This could have been handled so, so long ago, man. It's just the fact that we still have to even acknowledge this in 2020, which is I know 2020 is the worst year ever, but the fact that we still gotta acknowledge this is just, to me, it's just like childish, very childish. Here's here's the part that's confusing me about all this. We all know, like I said, it's coming. It's coming. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, the name change is coming. If there were to be a time to do it, why not do it in a season where we don't even know if there's going to be a season? Like that, to me, this seems like the perfect time. Right. This is, you got a whole, you would have a whole year and some change to get your merch out and all that good stuff. And, you know, Nike pulled all the Redskins stuff off their uh, website for a hot minute there. So I'm just saying, I if I was them, I would definitely, you know, because the owner, Dan Schneider, has been quoted as saying he never changed the Redskins name. So, you know, I, I just think, hey, this is a better time than any, you know. Why continue to double down on some nonsense when you could just let it go? You know what I mean? And, then, and that's what I'm saying, Gibbs. I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you 100. percent Like, why? Like, as an owner, I don't I don't know if I'm just being like I don't know if I can't think like an owner. Well, I, clearly I can't. I'm not an owner of a team, but just to me, like I feel like a little common sense would kick in. I'm tired of hearing about I need to change my name. I'm tired of offending people, and I'm tired of people saying don't change the name. The best common result is which one am I tired of more? I'm pretty sure as an owner, I'd be tired of hearing change your name because it's, it's offensive. Change this or we need to change the name. I'll be tired right. of hearing that more more so than don't change the name. We like it. I'll, I'll get tired of hearing that more. So therefore, I would have already changed the name and it, it would have got all that out my ear. There are so many. Like At the end of the day, there are a lot of team names that are just like, Blah. Like, there are a lot of teammates that are just, when you look at it on his face, it's just like, really? For example, Utah having Jazz as a teammate. <laughs> they just never nothing about it. Utah. Nothing about Utah gives me Jazz vibes. They just nothing never changed it. it, man. Tell me you look at Mitt Romney and think about somebody scat. Come on, man. Come <laughs> okay. on. You don't oh, think about okay. that. Well, well, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm throw some shade at y'all team. Just like they're called the Detroit Lions, but ain't nothing lying about them. There you go. There, I mean, hey, listen. I love my Lions, but it's the truth. It's the me, truth. It, you mean to tell me you've never uh, seen a Mormon play the saxophone before? Absolutely not. And, and listen, <laughs> let us not offend any Mormon listeners. I'm sure that plenty of Mormon folks do get down on the sax. They do get down on the, on the uh, bass guitar. I'm sure y'all do, but nothing about Utah's image gives me that. Toronto and the Raptors. 
What? I'm sorry, but that, that, that's Denver a, Nuggets. an extinct animal. Denver, Denver Nuggets. Nuggets. Oh, wait, it, the Denver, the Nuggets kind of make sense, though. Cause, yeah, cause, it was a gold, gold rush. rush thing. Yeah, yeah so. it was a gold rush thing for That's them. Right. I don't know that many uh, lakes in Los Angeles. They don't even get rain. Oh, my. You know, they moved from Minneapolis and yeah. never changed the name. Yeah. So, Washington, Washington, it's easy. It's easy. Look at all these other teams. The Bobcats, who turned into the Hornets. All these teams that changed The Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> they just changed their name. Pelicans. That was the... I need to start a petition, man. Let let the Jazz give let Utah give the Jazz back to New Orleans, and, the Jazz, and Utah can just come up with a new name, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Because no, I, I just, remember y'all remember when they changed the names for the New Orleans Pelicans. Somebody told me that I instantly just died laughing. I'm like, why would, you, why would I want to play for a team that called the Pelicans? I feel like it's just so. I don't know. It's just, I, I mean, nobody wants to play for the Pelicans. Ask Anthony Davis. No, but seriously, um, <laughs> there are there are there are a lot of different there are a lot of different uh, names that they could go with. It doesn't have to be relevant to DC. You don't have to name your team the Colonels or the Generals or whatever. It has to do with uh, uh, has to do with DC. You can name them anything. And nine times out of ten, people will be happy. Like, there are very few names that they could do that would make people more upset than the Redskins. The Cowboys are, you know, that's a name that everybody's like, oh, they're America's team and Cowboys and this and that. How many ranchers you know? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not a thing no more, but it's still the name. John Wayne ain't walking through that door, but they keep the name. You see what I'm saying? At the end of the day, the name doesn't have to be relevant to your city or to who y'all are as a team. It's just, it's just a name. Just let the name go, Dan. Dan Snyder, if you're listening, let the name go. Let it go. You're losing bread over nothing. You're risking your one of your biggest sponsors, one of the biggest sources of bread for nothing. Why? Why are you doing it? You know, and for the it, headache as well. Don't stress that. You ain't stressing that enough. The headache that come behind this, right. man. It's just. Oh, I, I don't know about our listeners, or I don't know about y'all too, but when somebody keeps telling me the same thing, it gets on my last nerve. Oh, it's on my last same. nerve. So. Same. I'm just saying, who who are you as a person to wear like the name Redskins is the heel that you're willing to die on? That and you know that's like that's a serious question for me because that is the <laughs> hill that you've decided. I'm this is where I'm gonna take my last stand. I don't care what nobody say. I'm not changing this team. Come on, man. But look, man, like like if there was if the Cel- if if the Celtics name was the Boston Redskins and they had 17 rings i would like maybe kind of understand cuz you got history tied to it but like when you think football you don't think Washington Redskins i'm wait hold on now in all fairness to the Redskins they got a couple super bowl rings they got a couple a few. <laughs> they got they got a they got they got three they got three of them things what was the last one um, none of us were born yet. Uh, that was in '91, but but it still counts. Ch- chasing you know, that. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, 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 when when when, when Gibbs' favorite player ever was on the team, they had a lot of buzz. Wait, who was that? Robert Griffin the third. Oh, knock it off! Knock it off! That's knock your favorite player I heard. No, I, can, I hate quarterbacks, but especially RG three. Come on, man! Come on, man! <laughs> I was sad when he went to the Ravens because the Ravens my backup team. If the Lions ever decide to move out the city of Detroit, I'm already ready to go. Don't tell <laughs> nobody I said that. Josh, edit this off the tape. Thank you. But anywho, um, yeah, it's just it's 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 just a 
you know, they went to the playoffs that year. I feel like that was uh, the last time that they were relevant for some time. So, you know, I'm I'm really just I'm really just wondering at this point the same thing y'all are wondering. Why keep the headache? Why keep the annoyance of keeping the name? And speaking of headaches, you know what? Let's not say this is a headache. Let's just I'm gonna just throw this out here and once again fishing for thoughts. I'm gonna fish for some positive reactions here because I need to know that there's a positive reaction. The NFL, <clears throat> in a stand of solidarity with its black players, has committed to playing the Black National Anthem, or what is commonly known as the Black National Anthem, lift every voice and sing before uh, every game in week one. Tell me the positives. Because I know where we're going to go with this. Just tell me the positives. Please tell me the positives. Um, only positive I could think of is anybody that watched football is going to be required to learn a song that we was all required to learn in, in second grade music class. But you know, <laughs> I feel that I really feel that. But but it's um I'm I'm honestly trying to think of a positive. I mean, of course. It's a positive thing that the Black National Anthem is being played on a national platform. I'm not against it. I'm not mad at it. But I can't help to think that I'm not going to pick out one race. I just can't help to think that the powers that be, it always bothers me that they take a certain movement that black people want for the advancement of our race. And they they hijack it and to turn it into something that is not something that we didn't ask for. I mean, I'm on Twitter a lot of the day. I follow a lot of sports people. I'm reading a lot of stuff most of the day. And I can't think of any instance to where, like, this is what we asked for. We just asked to, like, stop being beat in the street and to reform police. I, I don't remember this being a solution to, to what's going on. It's, playing, it's singing this song at football games. Right. Uh, right. Uh, once again, listeners, I hate it here. I hate it here again. <laughs> All right, so my whole thing is, you ever, you ever, okay, on a tangent, but it's on a subject. You ever sit down and listen to somebody tell you a story, and then they get to the end of the story, you'd be like, bro, you could have literally just said this part of the story, and I would have understood exactly what you were talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. They ignoring everything else and saying, oh, here you go. Here's the Black National Anthem we'll say before the first game. Mm-hmm. What is that fixing? My first, when I first heard that, you know my initial reaction, Gibbs? Honestly, honestly, my first initial reaction. What was it? That's cute. Mm. I said, that's cute. I, it's not fixing anything. You, that's you not know. doing anything. Just like, uh, I get it. I get it. Companies doing their part. Call of Duty got Black Lives Matter on the loaded screen. Um, Netflix got a black movie collection, like a black cast movie collection. Uh, everybody doing Black Black Lives Matter, Black Lives This. But it's still, like, you can say it all you want. If you're not fixing it, then, I mean. You know, know. that that to me is, I, I agree. I agree. I'm, once again, I'm going to try to start off on a positive note here. I'm going to try to start off on a positive note because, you know, I'm, I'm going to try. I believe that this is positive from the aspect of I'm certain that there had to be some uh, black person in the decision-making process for this, I, I would think. 
So you said that's the that positive that you're taking out of it. I, I mean, I can see it. I can see that. But then again, it could that's be the like positive. it could have been the opposite of that, though, Gibbs. It could have been that they saw the black person in the room when they had this meeting and said, "You know what? You know the black national anthem, uh-huh. don't you?" No, no, <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly think I'm gonna have to None side of us with know Gibbs on this one. Okay. That's what I honestly think I'm gonna have to side with Gibbs on this one, only on the fact that I don't think it's any white folks that know "Lift Every Voice" is saying. I know, I know, but I'm saying they, they, they probably they probably looked at the one black person in the room was like, I, I know, I know he could figure out something to make them shut up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, let's be honest, let's be honest. Much like the uh, American national anthem, nobody knows the third stanza to lift every voice and sing. Nobody. No, if I put both of y'all on the spot right now and said we're not going home <laughs> until y'all get this third stanza correct without Google. This would be a, a four-day-long episode till somebody's wife or girlfriend <laughs> came in and sang a rap. And that's just what it would be. After and after so, after let it resound loud as the rolling sea, I'm ooh, out, bro. He farther than me. He farther than me. <laughs> after that, you I'm out, bro. You see what I'm saying? Hey, Chris, Chris got lost that singer song. He, he was like, wait, Sing what? a song wait, what? Full, full of... Yeah, it's over. It's full, full of... But at, the, yeah. but at the end of the day... Okay, Chris, you ain't know you actually had to tell us you ain't know that part. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm being real. I'm being real. Hey, listen, we not gonna shame you for that old fact over acts, but let me let me just say this. I agree, Chris. At the the heart of the matter is, we are not asking black people as a whole. I have not heard any black person say, "I want to hear the black national anthem." Before, by the way, not every week, just week one. Week one, all the games. I need to hear it. Okay, whatever. We're asking for uh, very serious changes to happen with the police force, if not abolishing the police force as we know it all together, if not at least defunding the police force and and turning down the militarization. That is an entirely different thing than, I want to hear lift every voice and sing, please. Like that's how how those wires got crossed is beyond me. I had an idea. This is going off on a tangent a little bit. Like, why don't people fight for having like um what's the word I'm looking for or having mixed uh partners so like like you got a white white cop and a black his partner's black like maybe they could try something like that interracial partners but it's it's just I, I don't like I just see black people doing all these things and they're giving us like little handouts to shut us up here so we could tweet about it post about it be happy about it but at the end of the day we're not really making no no plan we should make a Black people should come together as a plan and then, like, say, we need this plan to be, like, somewhat put into play or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really just no thought behind it. We, we, we need I to take like baby that. steps because um, cause I think having black folks unify on a plan is asking for a bit much. You ever try going on vacation with some black folks? Oh, yeah. I know that. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I just got back from out of town with some black folks. And it? my hair is still on just barely. Just barely. Hey, listen, I'm going to say this. The the path to liberation for black folks, that can be pontificated upon and, and discussed ad nauseum all day and night. But one thing that I think we can all agree on is didn't no damn body ask for lift every voice and see. And you know what? <laughs> and you know what? We got we to gotta circle back to D.C. We got to circle back to D.C. because there was something that we forgot, you know. We, DC has had a hard time this weekend uh, between the Redskins thing and Glizzy Gate, as it's being referred to. 
uh, Glizzy Gate being um, being people who are not uh, from DC or culturally aware of DC, discovering the word Glizzy and making it an entire thing. Due to those two things, they needed a little good news. And they got it in the form of Mocker Maker, cousin of uh, Thon Maker, NBA player Thon Maker, five-star recruit, number 17 in his class, committing to Howard. We talked about this before. We talked about the impact of uh, guys going to HBCUs and whatnot. How are we feeling about this commitment? I think it's a, I think it's a big step, man. Um, if, if stuff is going to change, I think I think eventually it's going to change across all sports as far as HBCUs being Division One schools and them getting more funded and them getting star players. But um, like most things across sports, I think basketball has to be the the sport that's going to tip the scales first before anything happens. Yeah. So it, it honestly just took the bravery of a few players. That's that's um that's willing to take that step and, w- and once we see the step taken from these five star recruits we're, we're going to see the the impact that it's not just the coaches or these programs that's been prestigious for 100 years it's really the players when it comes down to college sports i mean coaches make an impact but at the same yeah. time if you got uh coach k with a bunch of scrubs and you got this hbcu team that got three five-star players and nobody's ever heard of the school i'm still putting my money on the school with the three five-star players so hopefully we just Absolutely. see a lot more parity and and these star black players, they're making they're making billions of dollars off the backs of the off the backs of these black players. Some of that money going back into HBCUs, and I think this is a trend that's going to continue in the future. In the NBA, I definitely think it's going to continue, and I think it's only a matter of years before it starts to spread over to the NFL first, and then uh, even possibly baseball. Okay, can I just first for our listeners? Okay, the people that don't know, Thon Maker currently plays for what team, Gibbs? The Detroit Pistons. I just want you to say, I like hearing you say that because you don't sound happy when you say that. So I just have to. So Thon Maker. Thon, all right. Thon, all right. It's his contract I got a problem with. He, I'm not going to call him a bad player. He got room for improvement, but he making a little bit too much money. Yeah, that's But anyway, okay. Okay, Thon. So Maker, Mercure Maker. The little cousin, he's also a giant. He's 6'11", 235 pounds, plays center position in high school. And mind you, he's a he was born in 2000, so I, I think he's 19. I don't know how that really works. He's 19, he's in high school. It's like, I don't know. But either way, either way it goes. He's he's a solid athlete, solid athlete. But my here's what I'm going to say about this Gibbs. He can't do this alone. He can't be the, the voice of this and not have any backup. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the game, the way the game is, a six eleven center that's skinny, two hundred thirty five pounds, ain't right. really gonna move the needle playing for Howard that much. Like, yeah, he'd right. be good, right. he'd get drafted, but I mean, who really gonna watch Howard when their best player is? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he I needs mean, help. I, I, he needs I feel help. that. I feel. I feel where you come from. And, and so, on the help front, I think the commitment of not just players going to Howard, but to HBCUs in general is picking up in ways that we have. Right, seen, right. But right? Like, see, and that, that'll bring help as well because then people will be like, okay, these HBCU schools are serious. They have some serious players now. 
And then you might mess around and HBCU breaks out like a Duke or a Kentucky and have six or seven of those guys commit to them. And then they become a, a, a top-tier team that people want to come to out of right. high school. You got what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, if this was to shake out in some way and, uh, and you know, you, you see a bunch of guys go to Howard or you see Coach Moten uh, at, at North Carolina Central University out in Durham, you see them become this powerhouse or, or whatever the case may be. This is a, a great thing on all fronts. And there was a lot of, there are a lot of different ways to go with this because number one, like we've already said, like we've already discussed, we want Rona to go away, but it's not. That's still a thing. But also, uh, Mocker has already entered his name into the NBA draft for 2020. So I'm, I'm guessing at this point he's pulling out and, you know, going to go to college. But still, there's, like you said, there has to be more than one. Uh, and granted, the ESPN recruiting database started in 2007. He's the highest ranked college basketball prospect ever to commit to a historically black college or university, right? Yeah. So there, there's that. There's that. There's no... There's no oh, it's definitely positive. It's definitely no, positive. I right. just don't want... I don't want this to be a one-person thing, and then we forget about it tomorrow. That's all I was pointing out. Like, absolutely, it's, it's absolutely. gonna take a village. It's I mean, I, yeah, village. yeah, I definitely don't think it's about the performance of the school next season. I think it's more about the precedent that he's setting, and would a domino start to fall because of his decision? I, and you know, I've I've heard a few different arguments, not against this, but um, that are saying why players don't go to HBCUs, and one of which was. Uh, and it was made by a man that I have holding very high uh, esteem, and and he said, well, HBCUs historically have not produced the same level of talent. And I'm like, well, this is definitely not even a chicken or the egg thing. This is a chicken or the chicken nugget type deal because you're asking or you're saying that they're not producing the level of players. Well, of course they're not producing the level of players if the top players are committed to going to Duke, going to Kentucky, going to you know all those places, and historically. The situation in college basketball wasn't what it is now. There was a time where even Michael Jordan was in for three years. There was a time where even guys that everybody said, oh, yeah, he's he's going to be the best thing that we've ever seen. It, even if you average 20 and 10 your freshman year, you were still going to stay for an, at least another one, possibly another two. Today is different. These guys come in, do six to nine months out of university, and then they're out. Yeah, if you're elite and, like that, they're gone. That's another thing too, Giz. I, I don't want this to be a. I committed to the HBCU. All eyes on me. I'm not doing no schoolwork either. Like, I get that the times are changing. It's no longer the student athlete. It's more of an athlete when you're that high level of a recruit. But if you're gonna go to school, I feel like you should just do something positive and make us look good as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Don't just go and just just go just because you're doing it just to do it. Right. Like, you know. What but I'm I, I want to offer I want to offer just a little pushback to that, just a little bit, because I genuinely reject the idea that oh he's a good one or oh he's doing what he's supposed to do representing for all black people. Because if somebody is looking for the example, the bad example, they'll find it. If somebody's looking for the good example, they'll find that, you know. Like, at the end of the day, I, my goal when I went to college, when I enrolled in NC State in the summer of 2013, was to play in the NFL for many, many years. That was the goal. That was the dream. That was what I worked relentlessly to chase. It did not work out for me, but at no point did I let my GPA get down to 2.5, 2.4, 2.1. That was never a, a thing for me. 
So if somebody wanted to look and say, well, these student-athletes, after their season's over, after their career's over, they're going to fall off, you've got examples of that, but you also got plenty of examples of us who things didn't work out and we still got our degree. Just like with the NFL you get, or any professional league, you've got examples of guys who get big contracts, who get money. And uh, somebody said about Antonio Brown, they said, well, see, they're going to look at Antonio Brown and say, this is how a brother acts when he gets money. And I, I believe that was Stephen A. Smith. And, and, and the thing that bothered me about that so much was, well, you've had plenty of guys get right. more money than that, and they didn't lose their minds. Russ signed one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. And nobody sat up there and said, look at Russell Wilson out here. But out here in the strip club, out here in the streets, <laughs> out here messing around. That man, he makes money, goes to church, gets Sierra pregnant every other day, and just goes about his business. Jesus, you know did you? Whoa. <laughs> you thought listen, we were going to hear that? Listen, let's not, let's make no bones about it. Every time we look up Sierra pregnant, I'm going to just start looking down from now. No, nah, I'm joking. They got the money to take care of those kids. They love each other. They raise those children in a loving environment. So I ain't got nothing against them. He loves his I'm just saying. Let's that's, that's point that out. He loves Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But I'm just saying, if you want the examples, if you, if, if people are going to look at him and say, oh, look, Margaret Maker ain't going to class. He doesn't value his education. That's why he went to HBCU. Dog, some of these blue blood programs, those kids aren't learning nothing. Those kids are not going to class and, hey, I'm going to be a microbiologist. Hey, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be. That's not the case. So let's not put that pressure on him or any other young man going to HBCU saying, hey, you have to show that, you know, uh, we can learn around us. We don't have to be in an environment where we're uncomfortable and it's super structured and da 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 da. And there's a different structure. No, it's the same structure for the most part. And at the end of the day, these young men, regardless of whether they go to HBCU or PWI, they live, they have their individual experiences. You know what I mean? Right, and right. so, and so we, we can all agree that that's a good signing for Howard. We can all agree a five-star going to any HBCU, that's a great signing. But now we're going to turn to the NBA a little bit because there are some signings that are uh, a little more murky. A little more murky to say the least. Uh, one J.R. Smith has come to terms uh, with a deal with the Lakers to be added to the roster for the restart, presumably to uh, replace Avery Bradley. Hey, Is Josh, this a can good you say time? Lakers for me? Can you say Lakers for me, Josh? Uh, Clippers and foe. Oh, oh. <laughs> Clippers info, my hey, heart. I, I just want to hear Josh say Lakers, please, because because he was a Laker diehard. Oh, I remember when I first met Josh back in I think it was ninth grade, and I, no, yeah, I was in ninth. He was in tenth. Yeah, and I literally we talked about sport. He heard me say something about Lakers, and he he turned around and was like, "No, nah, man, Lakers, Lakers, in, Lakers gonna win a title for the next two years, three years maybe," and then they end up winning one. I think, and then they they lost one 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 after he said that. Yeah, because I then, I think you I think in 2010 you had Phoenix beating the Lakers. Yeah, I definitely. And had I was Phoenix highly I was highly offended. Yeah. So and then not now the story goes on. The story continues. We later, as I met Josh, I found out he played 2K, 
when I tell you Gibbs, you couldn't get him to use another team besides the Lakers. <laughs> you couldn't, you, like, like Gibbs, you would say, let's do random, and randomly he will land on the Lakers. Like, hey, bro, <laughs> when, when Cole was washed, it was a 79. We were still rocking with Clarkson and Gulak and Cole, boy. He still used My the Lakers, okay? <laughs> okay? So, so for him Lord. to say that now just All shows how much. JR. No, no. It just took a little LeBron for him to jump shit completely. <laughs> oh my! Like, oh like, lord! Like, I've Not never seen LeBron. I've never seen somebody hate somebody as much as guy hates Brown. It's bro. plenty of people on planet Earth that dislike Brian more than I do. Plenty. Oh, absolutely. Plenty. Absolutely. I mean, there I are, agree. Like, multiple Twitter accounts dedicated to it. I, I Weirdo agree. activity, but you know. I agree, but Guyton is literally like you couldn't you couldn't tell Guyton that the Lakers anything was bad. Like even when they was didn't make the playoffs for like several years, he was like, "Man, we just got a young team," you know. Now hey, it's now it's <laughs> Clippers and four. But I just want to point it out to the Clippers audience, y'all, y'all hear no, this? No, right? not, wait, 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 wait! Not Clippers and four, because Clippers and no. four implies you know they may the other team may win a game, it may go five. He said Clippers and four. That means it's gonna be all four games gonna be over by the third quarter. <laughs> Type time, just hey, don't worry about the play. Clippers info, don't worry about that. It. That is less of it. a problem with Brian and more of a problem with, with Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith on the same Absolutely. team. Hey, 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 don't, Absolutely. Don't, don't don't get me wrong though, but just like you got that theory about Markel Fultz, hey, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Deion Waiters is one of those players when he first came to the league that that struggled playing in big big crowds. I like Deion Waiters. Mm-hmm. I like Deion so, Waiters. So I'm not I mean, putting my hey. money on him. I'm not putting my money oh, on him to be well. on a championship roster. I bet on myself. Wow. So I bet on Deion Waiters. <laughs> wow. I, I just, you know, I, okay. So, Josh, tell us how you're feeling about your Lakers right now. Tell us. Um, Is it really Clippers and foe, or was that just a mystery no, reaction? I, I honestly think that they're going to meet up in the conference finals. I've had the same stance this entire season, just built off of the the depth of their rosters. Like, I feel like um, as far as players you can trust in a playoff series, on both rosters, one is LeBron, and then right. a numerous amount of players after that are all on the Clippers. I just don't have enough. I don't oh, have, oh, Paul, who? I'm trusting oh. Kawhi before AD. Okay, I'll give you that. Cause I'm trusting Lou Williams to give me a bucket before AD. Lou, Lou Williams. Whoa, Lou Williams. AD is a better no. player. Now wait a minute. Trust to get a bucket is one thing. Lord Jesus, Chris done got mumble mouth out here. You you see what you're doing in this show? Uh. You see what you're doing in this show, Josh? Hold on, I gotta, I gotta gotta go get some water. He gotta go get some water. AD is a better player. If we in an important game and I need somebody to go get me a bucket, I'm giving the ball to Lou Will before I'm giving it to AD. I understand that, but also, also, it see here's the thing. I trust AD a little bit more to get a bucket, but if you tell me I need a big performance out of somebody in the playoff, not just a bucket, you tell me, hey, I need this guy to go out and put up some, like, go crazy. I need him to put up a number that we're going to look at, we're going to look back at, and we're going to say, wow, that was his game. Everybody else was just on the court with him. I don't. I don't think Lou Will has that in his bag. No offense to Lou Will. He I think one. he's an ex- He can give you I one. I think he's a nah. I think he's an excellent. Nah, I think he's an excellent <laughs> scorer. I think. I think Lou, Lou Will was, was part scorer, of the team I, in Toronto that LeBron sunned. Okay. All was I'm he? Saying is, yes, I, Lou Will. He, to Lou Will, let me look it up right now. No, Lou Will was on the Lakers. Is, 
listen, all I'm saying is this. I don't <laughs> think that Lou will Lou Will is a is a bona fide scorer. He can put the ball in the basket. That I'm not debating that, yep. not arguing that. He but was on the Raptors twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. Both both times whew. he saw so Hey, I'm but that's saying. why I got I got Brian. I'm I got faith in Brian before I got faith in Lou Will. Okay, but okay, AD, okay. But A D behind but cause let me tell you, when I watch A D go up against those Warriors and go up against those Trailblazers, he put up he he had games where you legitimately said, if anybody else on the Pelicans plays decent today, they'll win this game. True. They, true. They ought to bro, did you see A D against Portland? Bro, that's what I'm saying. Hey, bro, I'm his saying. number his numbers was insane. And you just said I I, I look more at you the would Warriors trust series. Lou Will? Somebody said, I'm taller than Lou Will. I look more at the Lord I look Jesus. more at the Warriors series than the Blazers series. Cause if we be honest, everybody. He took get a off game on the, the Warriors and Brian got swept by the Warriors, but you trust Brian more, but then you do A D. But that's the thing. But that's the thing. AD's teammates showed up in that game that they took from the Warriors. And this right. is this is why I say I'm I'm not for me personally, on the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jr. had to, and I, I say this very loosely. I don't want nobody to slip my throat for this one. I got the shotgun already. You bet not say that. Jr. was trusted to win them a game, and by win them a game, oh. I don't mean listen, listen. By win them a game, I don't mean he was trusted to like we need you to go get twenty, ten, and five. That's not what I mean. I mean in a pivotal moment. There was like, okay, if LeBron ain't it or if the situation happens, you may end up with the ball. We trust you to make it happen, right? That was a thing on the Cavs. That ain't going to be a thing on the Lakers. There are many too many players. If JR get the ball, he better pass that. There are, no, right. no, no, Earl, no. I can't call right. you JR in this moment. No, Earl. <laughs> that don't, mm-mm. Don't don't you do it. Don't oh, you do it. I, I, Earl Joseph Smith, you the replaced, third. Don't you dare. You replaced Avery Bradley with J.R. Smith, and Avery Bradley is much more valuable on both sides of the ball. I mean, J.R. has learned how to play defense a lot better the last few years that he was in the league. He definitely learned how to play a lot better. I'm not going to say he's a good defender, but but he definitely – JR's going to get about 10 minutes a game. Let's be real. 10 minutes a game. I'm just, I'm just very, I'm, I think that the loss of Avery Bradley will affect this team more. Yeah, especially if they're gonna put KCP to fill his minutes. Oh, depth. The the only thing, the only thing when it comes to this series is depth. I just think the Clippers got way more depth going into. I'm still waiting on this depth. You jump from Kawhi to Lou Will. That that's a pretty. Bro, hey, that is a jump. That is a little bit of a jump. They got, they got way more depth. He I'm, just I'm talking about your... trying to get a bucket, though. He's just talking about we trying to get a bucket. That's <laughs> they, a different they, conversation. They got, they got way more yeah. depth, man. The the Clippers are solid at every I know position. You. I, I, I'm waiting on you to say his name. I want you to say because you know I'm going to get on you to say his name. Say his name. I ain't going to say Paul George is great. No. I ain't going to say No. Playoff P. I want you to say playoff P. Playoff P. Please say playoff. He going to get you 20. He going to get you what? He going to get you 20. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my He's not going to get you 20. Hey, Chris, take a perk 30. Take a perk 30, big dog. Paul, take a perk 30. I, I, I need some more water. I need some more water. I need some more water. Paul George, I'm just, 20. Listen, I, all I'm saying is this. If we talking from a standpoint of who's going to give you a bucket. I'm not saying he better I than think, AD. I'm not saying he better I than AD. You do, okay. I think you do have more guys who will get you a bucket. But 
even though the NBA today does not, this is a no defense league, basically, even though it is that, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If I'm talking, who do I think I'm, if I could just say, hey, I'm going to roll the ball out, make a play, make it happen, AD on both, I think both LeBron and AD on both ends are better than any player the Clippers have. And that's just, and that's I, not. I, I, I wouldn't fight that. I wouldn't argue that. I wouldn't fight I'm that. I'm not a, and, and everybody okay. knows. Okay, I, I wouldn't fight that. Everybody that's knows arguable. I'm not big on, everybody knows I'm, I'm not big on Kawhi because of low management. But even when he's on the court, I believe that his game is at times overestimated in how good he is because he's he's beaten LeBron as many times as he has. So and he plays the same position. So everybody's like, oh yeah, he's the guy. But like if you look at the numbers that Bron put up when he won um finals MVP, those were still historic numbers. Like they, he didn't hold them to like 10, 5 and 5 on 20% shooting, eight turnovers again. That was not the case. He still was 25 10 and 8 like that. When he guarded him, his numbers was damn good though. Pop put Danny Green on Brian for most of that for most of that series. But when Kawhi checked Brian, he did slow him down. I'm not saying that he didn't. I'm not saying that he didn't. But I'm saying the numbers for which he was given that and even if you do the eye test of like what was the defense like when he was checking, I'm not saying Kawhi was not the best defender on that team for him. And that he's not one of the better defenders in the league against Brian. For sure. But I think that people greatly overestimate his value on both ends of the court. And I say that because when you look at when you look at him and Braun head up, or when you look at him and any superstar head up, if that superstar is locked in, I mean, don't get me wrong, Kawhi is one of the best defenders in the game. Not saying that he's not, but the guys still get theirs. This isn't the situation of like. Well, well, also get, also get, also get, also get. This NBA, you ain't stopping no all-time players, bro. Like anybody, all-time, right. they gonna, they gonna, they gonna get theirs, bro. Regardless, like if Brian takes Kawhi, Kawhi gonna get his. Like you not stopping mm-hmm. all-time player. Now back to the. Now we ended that. Back to this playoff. <laughs> I, I'm oh, still. Lord. Oh lord! I'm still. Go, d- d- come on! I, I got one. I got. I got. I got one player that I can say. And then, no, first off, playoff P for for people that don't know, Paul George gave himself that nickname when he had a good game against Utah Jazz, and it was oh, game lord. two, I not believe. <laughs> it was game two. He had a great game. I think he had 38. Or I'm not even gonna say a point because I don't know for sure. He had a, he had a hell of a game. He had I think he had six seven threes that game. Then he got cooked and by then, Joe Ingles. Okay, he got cooked by Not Joe cooked by Ingles. <laughs> I'm going to say one player name. I'm going to say one player name. Donovan Mitchell did a circuit shot layup on Paul George in game six. Mind you, the, the Thunder ended up losing that series. That playoff P was created. But anyway, Donovan <laughs> Mitchell did a circuit shot under the rim, hit the top of the rim layup, and he looked at Paul George and said he was soft. He looked at him and called him soft. And Paul George finished the game with nine points. <laughs> I don't know about you, Gibbs. I don't know about you, but that don't prove nothing to me. Look, he, 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 here's my point. Here's my point. Regardless of how many times he shrunk for his career, Paul George still gave you 29 a game in the playoffs. He Even said 29 he, or 20? 29 for his career. He gave you 29 a game in the playoffs. Wait, what? Go look at the numbers. He gave you 29 a game. Uh, Paul in the playoffs. George is putting up 29 a game in the playoffs. <laughs> he gave you 29 a game in the playoffs. Guys, my guys, lord. Guys, Guy, is I'm it shocked. Is it crack? <laughs> it, it's facts. It's called Facts Over Acts Podcast. You can Google it. Oh, you know what? A game you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. 
looking at his numbers, it does appear to be the case. Even though a lot of these resulted in losses, it yeah. does, he is putting up some so, numbers. So here's, but even if you want to put your depth chart or put the players top to bottom on each team, if you want to put one Brian and two AD, that's fine with me. But the Lakers' depth concern me because how many players after that are Clippers? It's nobody on the Lakers roster outside of those two that's better than Kawhi. That's better I mean, than but, Paul But you got to remember, you got to remember, you got to remember, you got to remember, if you got the two best in the series, that, like, that, that, that holds a lot of weight, man. Because think about um, it, that just, they gonna, they going to run everything through those two players versus the Clippers going to run things through a lot of different players. You get what I'm saying? So I love, I love how this turned into an, an entire analysis of Clippers-Lakers. When we tried to discuss, is Jr. a good son? <laughs> because me, you not about to tell me that Jr. about to get a ring, bro. The passion in he this, in this exactly four years, five years ago. I don't think I don't think that Jr. is ever going to get. Um, J, I don't think Jr. is ever going to be a pivotal piece on another team that wins a ring. I don't think that'll ever be the case. But I believe that um, if he can, you know. Not lose the game for uh, his team. I think that the Lakers have enough as is. You know, like I said, losing Avery Bradley hurts a lot. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But man, who gonna get the? Is KCP gonna get the minutes, bro? I might go try out. He is. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I might. Oh, go. unless, unless you were to give him the clue, so said, I'm gonna go try. You know, I'm gonna just say this: the numbers bear out. Caruso is better than people say. Better than people think. I'm just saying. He's better than people say by the numbers, and the eye test, his defense is is, is pretty pretty good. It's he, he, better than you'd expect man. from a ball ball uh, a ball white guy that looks like he's about forty. Caruso, is a, Caruso is a solid player at best. We can always but, let but, him but, check. We can we can let him check playoff P over there. We can mean you know what I'm saying. And you know what? Bro, Here's P, the thing. P giving Caruso thirty, bro. <laughs> I was just about to say, as much as I'm not super high on Paul George, he would definitely give Caruso 30. He'd give him a hot 30 piece. He'd give him a hot. I'm just saying, bro. You you give yourself a nickname, then lose to the series by a rookie to a rookie, a rookie led team. You know what? And you know what? He and then, and so then, wait, don't, did he get, oh my did he get hurt? Did he get hurt in game six against the Giants? No, no, game five. Just... Game five, he had some shoulder problems. So then yeah. he said he, he sat out game five, I believe. And then game six, he came back and they had did they gave him some shots in the shoulder. He said he was playable and he said he also is another player that said, I'm not gonna go out there if I don't think I can play the best of my ability. And he, he said, My God, that boy so, put up five points over forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then and We then, just gonna talk that and, up to and, and, and Donovan Mitchell called him soft in that game. I don't know if he was we, he was looking at Paul George's direction. I don't know if he directly said it. I saw him mouth oh, soft though, or you soft. I couldn't figure out who he was talking to, but he hit a circuit shot layup, and I was like, "This little kid is is, is talking insane." And we're not gonna forget what Dame did to Paul. Uh, never mind. Another subject. Another different day. Different day. That, listen, that wasn't a bad shot. We're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we gonna, we gonna all I'm saying is we're gonna circle back. We're going to circle back, fellas. I think that JR was a bad signing. But, I mean, the Lakers needed somebody at that two-guard spot. I get it. 
I just I don't like that signing for the Lakers. I mean, uh, it was it was a bad signing. I think he just got it strictly off because of his relationship with LeBron. Right. And that and that and I, I just I'm not a firm believer in that you sit out that long at the league and then you come and just sign and just hop on the team. Like it, sometimes it can work because think about it. Uh, Carmelo did decent when he first came back to Portland. Um, Jeff Green that sat out for a long time and Gerald Green both sat out for a while and they both came back into the league and actually played good as soon as they got signed. Well, Gerald Green also did a YouTube video dunking in his socks and broke his foot, so he's been out for my Rockets. So I kind of hate him right now, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just – JR been out the league so long. It's just like he only was – he was a two-trick pony, if that, when he was in the league. So it was just kind of like – And, and that, that's the only reason why I'm not saying this was a horrible signing. I don't like the signing, but I don't think it was horrible because his skill set is not one that rusts, per se. If you talk to NBA players and, and you ask them what's always the last thing to go on a player, they'll always say the shot. If you can right. shoot the ball, you can shoot the ball. I And to be honest, I wouldn't be mad if a team signed Ray Allen just for a couple games. I don't care how old you are. Just get out on that court, stand in the corner, hit me a couple threes, we'll be all right. <laughs> but on a very serious note, I just I don't think it was a horrible signing because I, I don't like it. I don't like it. There's I wouldn't be I would be surprised if he put up uh if he put up 10 and 10 5 and 2 a game with decent defense i would be surprised i'm not going to lie i would be and that's that for me if you're telling me i'm signing a guy to try to fill the shoes of an avery bradley 10 5 and 2 with solid defense ain't enough for me but, hey you know. hear me out Gibbs. hear me out Gibbs. who would you would have who else would you have signed and not to mention they do have Dion too so hopefully Dion is I'll, I'll work at JR in practice or something because I, I just, I'd rather Dion be out there, but that's just me. But who out there, out of the guys out there, though, Gibbs, I'm starting to think, like, who else would you have signed? Though? I mean, so there are so many guys that I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, um, okay, first of all, y'all going to hate me for this, and I'm going to live with it. I'm going to live with it. I'm going to just live with how y'all going to look at me right now. I saw a couple games where he was hot, and I know that he ain't always hot. Alan Crabb, to me, might have been a better signing than JR. He might have been a better signing than JR. I'm not mad at that at all. Hey, hey, that's because not I, bad. I've never, seen, not I've never seen Alan Crabb lose a team a game. I've never seen that. <laughs> JR, on the other hand, in the biggest moment, on the biggest stage, bro, you lost your team a game. Like, that's what you did. So, you know, it's just – for me, it's like I if if you're gonna tell me Jr. has a very high ceiling and he'll do good things in certain moments, I mean whatever. But I, Alan Crab, if he understands his role, if he has a defined role, because the times in Portland which he was at his worst, I think was when he was trying to do too much and he believed I carry more of this team than he actually did in reality. When he started right. to settle down and realize what he was. At other stops, he was all right. He was all right. You know what I mean? And, I, and in Minnesota, he was absolutely awful. But I think that the culture in Minnesota was so bad. And the culture in Atlanta was so bad. It was like, what do you expect? He's not a thermostat guy. He's not a guy that's going to walk into your locker room and change the temperature. He's a thermometer guy. He's going to walk in and reveal the temperature. He'll play well if the team is going good and cohesive. He won't if y'all are disjointed and everybody's uh, hunting for their own shot because then he's going to hunt for his and he's going to take some bad shots. But I think in the frame of an offense, 
with AD and Brown and a bunch of guys who know I'm not the star. I, my job, three and D. He, I think he'd do great. Now, one player. Okay, now see, I asked that because I had a player in mind. He got signed for, to the Wizards right away, like as soon as he got released from the Nets on that two-year deal he had. But one player I thought the Lakers should have really considered a signing was Shabazz Napier. Have y'all seen what he's been doing mm. lately? Yeah, that he would have been solid. That's that's something what they need right now. They need somebody that can get a bucket and somebody that can bring the ball up the court when LeBron doesn't doesn't you know when he wants to take a playoff or something like that. Right. So Bass Napier would have been perfect for him, but they missed out that opportunity because they apparently they just saw they was gonna get J.R. Smith. And I hope they didn't get persuaded by like social media to sign J.R. Smith because that's all you kept telling people kept saying was, Yeah, sign um J.R. Smith, sign J.R. Smith. So Listen, if you at this level getting persuaded by social media, dog, go on and go home, bro. You don't you don't need <laughs> it need to be clippers and four at that point. Alright, all right, I, I got a hot take too though. Hot take too, kid. Not to cut you up before I th- forget about it though. Was y'all Sean Iman or J.R. Smith? Iman. Mm. Iman, sure. <laughs> Iman. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I signed Iman. If I'm they the both Lakers, available. They both yeah. available. If I'm the Lakers, I don't need a guy who's going to get me buckets. I do need a guy, however, toughness and defense. Iman brings both. Amon played good for the Rockets the last year. He played great. Amon brings a grit. He he brings a grit to the game that you don't see all the time in the NBA. And defensively, he's a stud. He's a stud. So for me, I that is the guy that I'm like. If I have him, I feel comfortable. I think playoff P is going average 15. I think if I put him on on uh, Paul George, I don't think PG is going to get 30 a game. No I think he may have one him. game. I think he may have one game of 30 on the mind. He's not averaging 30. He's not averaging 29 on the mind. So that, for me, I've already got Deion Waiters. I've already got one guy that I believe his mind may be altered off some substances and he's going to hit one or two shots that he shouldn't. I got you already, J.R. Smith. I got a younger you. You go on somewhere. Enjoy your retirement. But, uh, yeah, they... For whatever reason, they went with um, they went with Jr. and you know that's that's that. And I, I think me personally, I believe that that definitely adds pressure to Brown and AD because regardless of whether or not LeBron wanted that signing, people are gonna say it was because of LeBron. And now going forward, it's gonna be a situation of, well, if they didn't win it, you can't blame the talent you had around you. You can't say. Well, one of my best defense, wing defenders dropped. All you you gonna say? Well, that this is LeBron's team and the guys that he picked. So there's that. And speaking of pressure and all that, give me one player from the West, one player from East Conference, one player from East Conference who is under the most pressure to perform well and succeed when the NBA restarts. All right, just just because I think uh, most of ours might be the same, uh, Chris, I'm gonna let you go first on this one because I got a couple in mind. Oh, mine's is for sure not the same. Okay, Are y'all gonna? I mean, yeah, I might be a little biased, but I honestly think it's Russell Westbrook. Huh? Hmm. Okay. Because because the narrative right the 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 the, uh, the narrative behind Russell Westbrook, and I, we should just all give a reasoning because I know we kind of time constraints, but. The reason why I say that is because Russ has been getting such a bad name the last three to four years in the league. He was, it's his fault KD left. It's his fault OKC never won. It's his fault that Paul George wanted to stay there, but then ultimately decided, like, hey, yeah, we need to break this up. 
And then even when he first got to Houston, he made the Rockets dipped a little bit when they adjusted to Russell's play style. And and mm-hmm. the rust we've seen we've seen after like the most late the latest rust we've seen we've seen after like they, they got kind of used to playing together Russ and Hart. He was playing out of his mind. Right. right. He, he, he was av- he was averaging thirty with somebody yeah. else averaging thirty six. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think Russ, if Russ comes out and and plays like he did before the season ended, I think Russ got a lot to prove to people wrong. Like he can he can be a contributor to a championship team. He can help his team get deep in the playoffs. So I feel like if and if he doesn't, I think his contract is up after this year or the next year. I don't think Russ gets another big deal if he doesn't, because he already got bad knees. He done had two knee surgeries the last three years. I don't think Russ gets a, he's he's turning. I think he's 31, 31 now too. Yep. I don't think Russ gets another big contract if he doesn't perform. Hmm. I feel that. I absolutely feel that. Josh, who you got? Oh, wait, wait, Chris, out the East, who's your guy? Oh, East, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I, I love the Celtics right now, and I feel like it's Jason Tatum time to take that leap. If Jason Tatum, I feel like the pressure's on him to be, come out as that emergent number one option for that team. Right now, it's teetering between him, Kimba, and sometimes Gordon and Jalen Brown. But if Tatum can elevate his game to another level and, and compete seriously, I think he becomes the next best player in the East. Seriously, because think about it. His two dribble teachers were Kyrie and Kimball. So you, I don't know if y'all know this, but this year, Jason Tatum ball handling skills been outrageous. Yeah, he got a couple. Absolutely. Bodies. Well, he he got a couple Smitty under the rim nominations for sure. So mm-hmm. I feel like if he makes that leap, it's it's bad day for Giannis because Giannis might not ever win a title out the East if he if he makes that leap. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree okay. with that. I agree with that. So, um, piggybacking off what you were saying about uh, the Celtics, if Tatum take that leap, Giannis wouldn't get a, a ring or even go to the finals coming out the East. And I think, feel like now is his best chance. And for that reason, my pick out the East is actually Chris Middleton. Giannis really? Had, Giannis had one of the most I didn't dominant, see that from Guy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it at all. Only because Giannis has had one of the most dominant seasons we've ever seen in the history of basketball. And I don't think that's going to slow down very much in the playoffs. So I feel like he's going to produce on his part. But the, I think the biggest contribution towards why I think Giannis should win his second MVP in a row is I don't think he has like a solid two option. Like Chris Middleton can give you 31 game and give you 13 the next. So if, see, right. see, I'm going I'm to have to hold you up here because that, Chris Middleton is 50, 40, 90 this year. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I know he's not a bona fide solid number two. He's not a bona fide Robin, but I, I don't like Robin this Giannis. He's a good shot cute. selection. Right, He's, right. he's a good, right. he's a good like, shot selection. Don't, don't let Giannis off the hook that easy because no, Ron, look, look, I'm uh, saying, a couple other players went with less. I'm, I'm saying Giannis is, is going to show up. I only say that about Chris Middleton because, one, the playoffs is much different than a regular season. The Bucks played the Cavaliers, the Pistons, the Pacers with no Oladipo th- three times in a regular season. Mm-hmm. The playoffs is going to be much different. It's going to be much more defense. Teams with great coaches are going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to figure out over the course of a seven-game series how to make Giannis get a ball up more. Because regardless yeah. of how dominant you are, a great coach is going to make is going to figure out a way to make that player give up the ball. And if Giannis can't give up the ball and get a bucket sometimes, then then that's on Chris Middleton. And, and it's on Chris Middleton more so because Giannis is a free agent coming up, boys. Right. He's a free agent coming up, right. boys. 
and, so, and and Giannis gonna be the one to leave before the Bucks get somebody because it don't matter how great I'm playing or how much bread they got. If I'm a free agent, I'm not signing with Milwaukee. Yikes! I'm not trying to yeah, diss Milwaukee, bro. But if, if you could go to Miami, LA, or Milwaukee, where are you going? Well, I love cheese. So I'm, <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> and then uh, we, we was just talking about my man's, but um, in the West, my pick is playoff P. Oh my God! Ka- Ka- Kawhi's already proved himself in a call playoffs. that man Paul George. George Paul. George, <laughs> matter of fact, I'm gonna pull this kid back. George, George Paul. Paul. I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick. Get Chris out of here. So, man. so, so, look with, with Paul George. My case is Kawhi's already proved himself in the playoffs. We know you're gonna get productivity from Lou Will. They got a lot of depth. I feel like you're gonna get solid minutes from from the Morris twin, from Reggie off the bench. Nothing great, but you're gonna get solid production. I feel like you're gonna get production from Montrez here. That Reggie only... looking more and more like a Lakers should have got picked. But I mean, yeah, I'll man. Going, yeah. I mean, look, Reggie is a solid player. He just never should have been oh, a player man. that was a starter getting twenty million. If Reggie or Darren Collison went to the Lakers, I would definitely, definitely be more confident. But but they signed Jr. Smith, so that's. Right. I, I, but anyway, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, so so I only say it because I feel like the biggest X factor, the biggest variable in this series is is Paul George. Let's say, I mean, the, the Lakers and the Clippers are both great teams this year, and I'm assuming if it's a playoff series, let's say it's go seven games and they fighting back and forth with a margin of six points as the victory. The difference between play, uh, Paul George getting 30 and getting 15 is going to make or break a W or an L in most of the Clippers games. Absolutely. So that's why I feel like he. I feel like everybody else has already solidified what they can do. They got a lot of depth, and I feel like every other person – we expect what we're going to get. Paul George, we don't know if we get Oklahoma City Paul George where Joe Ingles and Donovan Mitchell putting him out the playoffs. Or we don't know if we get Indiana Paul George that's giving you. Yeah, or we don't know if we giving you Indiana Paul George that's putting 40 on, on D-Wade and dunking on Birdman. We don't know. Like, he's one of the most inconsistent playoff performers that we've seen out of an all-star yeah. in the past and you decade or so. Playoff P. <laughs> he called himself playoff P. No, just clarify so- so, so if I need two guys, and I'm I'm surprised that nobody went with my guy out the East because this is, for me, this is an obvious pick. Oh, I know who's going. Can I guess? Can no, I guess, please? Go ahead, Pascal Siakam. Oh no, absolutely oh. not. Absolutely oh. not. I trust I mean, Pascal. I trust Pascal. I mean, me but he, he but got a lot of pressure. That's what I'm saying. So, so here's here's who I picked. I picked Giannis. Giannis got the most pressure okay. out the East to me. For this reason, people are already calling Bam Adebayo the what? The Giannis stopper. People looked at the Raptors and said the Twin Towers are the what? The Giannis stoppers. At the end of the day, if Giannis does not perform well, ain't nobody going to be thinking about Chris Middleton. Ain't nobody going to blame Chris. Right. If he went off for 12 points a game and they got swept, nobody would say Chris Middleton got swept. That's not the narrative people will go with. It's all about Giannis. But that's the if problem. Gian- that's the problem with sports, and that's what we're trying to fix on this podcast. I don't even if they do get swept, I don't think Giannis numbers are going to dip. And if his numbers don't dip and they still get swept, I don't like the narrative that Giannis no, got swept. No, they get swept. His, but, his but numbers ain't going to be right. His numbers. But this right. the thing. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he should have the most pressure. That's not what I'm saying. That, right, right, That's right. a different argument. If we're talking about who should have the most pressure, if, if, out the East is Jason Tatum by a mile. With all the hype and all that and him starting to come of age now in the microwave society that we live in, especially in the NBA culture, it's Jason Tatum by a mile. 
But if I'm talking about in reality, as everything is constructed now, who has the most pressure? I can't argue anybody but Giannis. He is the best player on the best team in the in the league record wise. True, true. And and at the end of the day, there is a glaring hole in his game, which teams have been known to exploit. They've been known to hey, just put a long guy that's quick on him, keep bigs in the paint, and you got Giannis's number. They that's, even called Al Horford the Giannis stopper at one point. And that's what I'm saying. When you have that many guys saying that about you, that's just – and then how many teams out the East are even expected to get there anyway? If the Heat get there, that's a surprise. If the Pacers, the 76ers, the Nets, the Magic, if any of them ended up in the finals, everybody would be shocked. Out of the East, the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics are the only three teams that anybody expects. And the Raptors have one player. They're a full team and everybody thinks that Nick Nurse is going to figure it out and work it out. The Celtics, they everybody's going to keep saying they're young until they're not. I mean, and that's just a fact of the matter there. The Bucks are the only team, because of the, the age of their roster and their guys, people are looking at them like, and Giannis's contract, like you said, L.A., Miami, Milwaukee. Where do you want to be? So without a championship, that's an easy answer. With the championship, that gets a little harder. So I, that's why I think uh, it's it's Giannis over there for the West. <sighs> it hurts my heart to have to say this. I don't want to <laughs> say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I, I don't want to say it, but I got to say it. The guy coming out the West who probably has the most pressure, AD. AD has put up monster numbers, has balled on everybody, has done everything for the Pelicans. But the excuse was always, he doesn't have a legit number two. He ran into the buzzsaw of the Warriors without a number two. The Portland Trailblazers played out of their minds and he didn't have a number two. Congratulations, buddy. You're playing with a guy that's considered at worst by anybody who takes the game serious, at worst, the number five player of all time. Of all time. Right, like that. I would, I would that's say at worst the number now. three player. At worst, I and that for me, three. for me, I would say at worst number three. But I've heard, I've heard some guys who I respect their opinion of, and, and some women as well who I respect their opinion of say that LeBron is four or five. And 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 I've heard their arguments. I'm like, okay, I understand that. So I, I could see it. But either way, at the end of the day, AD is the number two on the team with LeBron. Show and prove. Because LeBron is going to be LeBron. Even when guys got the MVP for stopping him. And not even Kawhi this time. Andre Iguodala. When he got that MVP for quote unquote stopping LeBron. Anybody who watched those games. Anybody who watched those games. And said yeah. Andre definitely stopped him. I would like to know your plug. I would like to know how much they're charging for a gram. I'm joking. I do not participate in uh, the use of illicit drugs. But the, the fact <laughs> still remains, you couldn't watch those games. You can't look at those box scores and say that LeBron wasn't getting off. He's going to get his. The next man up is AD. If AD plays like the AD in New Orleans, if he puts up numbers comparable to those, the Lakers are going to go on a, a, a Shaq and Kobe 15-1 and one type of run. And I, that's there's no doubt in my mind about that. If those two... If LeBron, LeBron is going LeBron, and there's that. If AD puts up anything near the New Orleans numbers, he's going he's going to do it. And again, 
my argument is not only formulated based on who he is and what is going to be expected of him. Who else has big expectations? I mean, you you look at the 10 teams out the West that are there. Who else has big expectations? The Pelicans. As long as uh, Zion dunks a couple times, everybody will be happy. The right. Trailblazers. Dame is sitting out, so that don't matter. Grizzlies. I mean, John Morant's a rookie. Like, if, if anybody has the I'm youngest users, no. The Mavericks. Once again, another team that people are even surprised. Well, the the Mavericks have been a little underwhelming this year. I'm sure that people assume they'll be better than the seventh seed with uh with uh, Luca and Porzingis, but Porzingis has been falling flat a little bit. But nobody expects that much out of Luca because it's his second year. The Rockets, James and West, I mean James and Russ do have a lot of pressure on them, and that's I can feel it. And only reason I, I, I don't want to go hard is because they they just made up. Only reason I won't say hard got the most pressure is because so many changes has happened to that team the last four years that right. you honestly, Harden hasn't even been comfortable to me. And that's why I feel like he looks the most comfortable this year. And, and mm-hmm. Russ has the chip on his shoulder because everybody's, I'm telling you, Russ might not get another big contract, y'all, if he don't perform in his playoffs. He might not and get then, another big contract. But now, if we go look at Russ's former team, the Thunder, they had a .2 chance of making the playoffs this year. According to uh, the the ESPN stats predictor, and they're the five seed. Nothing the, the nothing the Thunder can do would be disappointing. That's just facts. The fact that they're there is a, a miracle. And Chris Paul, much power to you, brother. You're doing your thing. There's no there's no argument that oh he needs to do more. He's done more than enough. The Jazz with everything that happened with Rudy and 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 D Mitch. There's no if they fall flat, nobody's surprised. They're going to look at that. They're going to say Spider hates uh, Spider hates um, Gobert now and Gobert's barely recovered from Rona. Whatever. Nuggets. The Nuggets are the Nuggets. Who expects the Nuggets to be there? They're the three seed, and nobody's talked about them coming out the West. It's been Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, Lakers all day. Well, the Rockets Clippers. Too, Rockets, too, bro. And the Rockets. The Rockets are three seeds below the Nuggets, and, no, and people – Consider them a challenger ahead of the Nuggets. That yeah. tells you all you need to know. That tells you all you need to know. And then you got the Clippers. The Clippers, Kawhi's already done his thing. He's already won a couple. Uh, what? No, he got three, right? Does Kawhi have three chips or two? Two. He got two. Two. Yeah, 2014, okay. 2019. So, so Kawhi got two championships. He's already done his thing. Uh, Paul George, I mean, I don't – nobody really, like, I'm sorry, but I don't really see too many people barking about Paul George. And he right. plays in the he plays in one of the biggest markets in the NBA. And I don't see people banging on the table, Paul, step up. We need more. It's not a thing. <laughs> and beyond beyond those two, who else would you look at and say, the pressure's on you? Ain't nobody putting pressure on Montres Harrell. Right. Come on. Ain't nobody putting pressure on Pat Bev. Pat Bev, bark, get a bunch of fouls, play a little defense, you're good. Like there's for me, the the two choices I went with, I really don't see too many other guys that I could make the arguments for that, hey, there's pressure on them. And hopefully we get to see this NBA season uh, or restart, restart season play all the way out. But who knows? Um, you know, they well, might Denver, run out of you time. Could take, you, could, you could Rome. take Denver off as well because Jokic, he got the coronavirus. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not about to come back after being – I mean, I don't know if he, he's asymptomatic, they say. But he's obviously but he still can't cut. Yeah, he right. still got a quarantine. Right. You know he did lose a and lot so, of weight quick too. So 
And so if he rejoins them later than everybody else, now the Nuggets have an excuse and nobody's going to be looking at him to ball out. And even if that wasn't the case, this is not a center-centric game anymore. If you're not a primary ball handler, nine times out of ten, people aren't looking at you to take over the game. Nobody looks at Joel Embiid to take over the game. And let's be honest, he's the best player on that team by a mile. Yeah, but nobody looks at him to take over a game. Why? Because he. I wouldn't say by a mile because Ben Simmons. Once he get that mental thing out of there, I feel like he could be the second coming of LeBron James. But yeah, okay, all right. I got it. Everybody, <laughs> I got it. Everybody jumps up and down for hitting one corner three. It's gonna be the next. I'm LeBron saying. Game. I think he got a mental thing. I think he got it. If he could get that out of his head, that just let it go, because he'd be wide open. All he gotta do is even if he just attempted them, it'd make them a better team. Right. Like like um. At the end of the day, I can't remember which rapper said it, but it was, I don't believe you. You need more people. And I'm sorry, Chris. That's That's how I feel about you right now. (laughs) I don't believe you. You need more people to tell me that Ben Simmons is going to be that guy and that he's going to get out of his way and shoot that ball. But like I said, they may run out of time due to Rona, and we done ran out of time just due to us talking too much. We know that y'all done had enough of But come on back the next week, and the week after that, and the week after that, and hopefully enough weeks to finish out this NBA season. Peace and love, y'all.